talking to Ash about this today and I'm, I've been wondering for a little while with polygamists when the new wife comes in like when the husband gets married to the new wife mm-hmm. are all of the other wives like are they the bridesmaids do they oh. I, I'm sure I'm sure there's a main wife is she the 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 maid of honor how does it work you don't want to piss off the new the your new sister wives and, and not have them involved. So, mm. you know, or do they pick their friends? And then, I don't know. I guess polygamists probably don't have a lot of friends, actually, to be fair. <laughs> Too busy marrying them ex- Yeah, except other polygamists. Uh, well, I mean, I, um, I know with like, polygamists, you've always got like a bottom bitch, right? Like head bitch. Yeah. Yeah, so, to. I don't know. Maybe she lays down the law. I'm not sure. It's complicated. All right, shit. that was... That was Journey with Don't Stop Believing, a song about a boy born and raised in South Detroit <laughs> who took the midnight train going anywhere. anywhere. Presumably, he was trying to escape gang violence. <laughs> Today, we'll be talking about gangs. So tenuous, these, these links. What? He's in Detroit. <laughs> yeah, actually, fair, fair. All it's right. a pretty safe assumption. Yeah, I'll it. pay that. Uh, that's uh, Now... I'm your classic Westside hustler. I was born and raised on the mean streets of Geelong, but I've recently crossed over to being an Eastside motherfucker, rolling with the local gangs in the Glen Iris hood. Uh, personally, I think this gang warfare needs to stop, and us East and West folk need to come together before somebody gets hurt. So Never. Death toll currently zero, but could rise. Um, <laughs> looks, looks primed to rise. Welcome to Brad is a Bad Person. My name is Morgan, and I am joined, as always... By a couple of OGs, Loco Lachlan, Stop. and Blood Brad. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> How are we tonight, fools? Hello, MS13 Morgan. <laughs> so fucking wild. MS actually stands for Morgan Sanchez, doesn't it? Does it? I, I don't know. Oh no, my I god. <laughs> I doubt it. was honestly the widest no. thing I've ever heard. Um... Yeah, well, you know, it it always takes the three of us a lot of self-restraint not to say the N-word in each episode Mm. um, because it's our favourite word and one of our most used words, but we're going to really have to make a concerted effort to avoid it this week. (laughs) If you do do hear it, it's it's not a hard R. uh, It ends with an A. (laughs) That's how we're pronouncing it. Oh, my God. You have have to edit them out every week, so you probably know. know, No idea. No idea how many I've got saved up. (laughs) <laughs> hours worth he would uh he would destroy both of us if he if he needed to absolutely career ruiner mutually um, assured destruction <laughs> all right so before we get into it uh lucky doing a crack open a cold one with the boys it's time to crack open a cold one with the boys Byron bay brewery Alliteration. Alliteration there. Established 2008, they've made a premium lager, uh, which, you know, stuff that's special about that, I guess. Uh, (laughs) 4.2% alcohol, 1.2 standard drinks. What more can you say? It's a lager. It's from Byron Bay, allegedly. I've always wondered what makes it premium, or is it just like marketing? (laughs) The the cost, Uh, yeah. It actually says on here, beer is brewed outside of Byron Bay, so. (laughs) It's all a lie. Can't trust anyone these days. I know. Selling it to hippies. Oh, wow. There was an angry pop. He's upset about them not brewing it there. Did you just smack that on the desk, is it? That's all right. 
Okay, pretty good. You can tell it's not made in Byron Bay because it's not um, organic, preservative-free, and 100% of the profits going towards hemp legalization. I mean, yeah, the, the people um, who people who brewed it were wearing shoes. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, Xavier Rudd. Put some oh. fucking shoes on. You think Ooh. you're better than us? Oh, come on, no, no, come on. Let's let's stay out of that. Um, you know, don't want to start a fucking turf war in our gang episodes. Come on. Um, <laughs> So, um, before we each do our segment, um, Bradley, as our resident psychologist, do you want to give us a psychology breakdown of why people join gangs, what makes them so appealing, um, stuff like that? Yes, this is definitely something we discussed beforehand, and you're not just springing oh, it on me. I assume you know. I don't. <laughs> well, you, you must be like a sense of belonging. Yes, yeah, so I like went to university like seven years ago. Fuck you. All right? How's that there? <laughs> I, I think... The number one reason people join gangs is because they don't have dads. <laughs> I think it's a, a strong reason because they've already been killed by previous gang activity. They want to emulate their dead fathers. I think that <laughs> a lot of them probably joined because their dads are, are members of the gang. Yeah, yeah. and dead. Or they, get, dead. they get and it's, uh, it's the only way they can talk to their dad. Just a vicious right. circle. Anyway, you study psychology more recently than I have, so your insight's probably more valid oh, than mine. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, good point. Um, all right, I'll try and break it down. So, I think <laughs> people, <laughs> people grow up without dads. Uh, they don't have any positive male role models in their life, and they uh, don't really see a future for themselves. So, they want to join a gang because they get a sense of belonging. They get some uh, bonding with other men. So, father figures and belonging and yeah yeah and feel like a bit of protection and camaraderie like no one's going to mess with me because i'm in a gang it's also a good way to get um the sort of wealth and yeah. power and status that they wouldn't get otherwise if they're doing something legally yeah like they want to you know you beat up some fool and um sell drugs and then go and buy a gold chain like you're not going to be able to you know afford drugs or chains if you're just working at fucking the supermarket or something. Do you think part of it is that, you know how, like, we go to school, we grow up, go to prep, you know, work our way through school. It's kind of similar to that. Or large parts, like, large areas that are affected by, like, gang violence, like Mexico or Brazil or something like that. It's, you don't have school there. You go, you learn on the streets. You know what I mean, man? School on the streets. Yeah, like, it's just, it's normal. Because um, we, I mean, when you go to school, you don't question it. Until, you know, you're older and you're, okay, I went to school, you know. But if it's the way that everyone does everything there, it doesn't seem unusual for them, but it seems unusual for us. Do you think that's a part of it or? Uh, yeah, you know, there's a lot of gangs in America and they, they go to school, but their public schools are shit. Yeah, but they're and, also um, not Their the public schools gangs. are recruiting centers for the gangs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. They're prisons for children. Mm-hmm. And uh, a gang will help you get out of that prison. So, um. Yeah, anyway, let's not talk about that. Uh, <laughs> Lachlan? So, <laughs> in, in wanna... summary, uh, men without fathers join gangs, women without fathers become strippers. I think that's fair. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Done. Case closed. No, I, I, Episode I, done. Thank you for listening to Brad is a Bad Person. We appreciate <laughs> you listening. <laughs> no, there is there is something to, like, the um, when, a, when a dad's not around... Um, men and women react differently to that like um something that my girlfriend told, or my fiance told me that i didn't realize is that when girls feel really crappy about themselves they kind of turn themselves inward and start blaming themselves and 
isolating themselves and feeling really bad and getting low self-esteem. Whereas when sometimes when boys feel the same way, they kind of um, will express that in a destructive way and kind of try to take revenge on society. So they'll say, fuck society, it's society's fault. I'm going to, you know, get my revenge. Whereas girls will say, yeah, I'm shit. I suck and kind of turn it on themselves. So it's a different very, kind of destructive Very behavior. generalized, but yeah, I, I would agree. How many thirds of a psychology degree did Jen get? <laughs> three thirds. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Uh, I got a minor. She got three thirds. You got two thirds. Uh, so... It would probably go her, you, me, I think, <laughs> in expertise. And then Lachlan is the layman. Uh, I'm the uh, zero armchair third. psychologist. Yeah, do you need to slow it, need us to slow it down for you, Lachlan? Actually, Lachlan watches, more, Lachlan watches more Dr. Phil than any of us. So That's true. Maybe he actually is mm. the highest up there. Yeah, I don't think Just send Dr. everyone Phil to like the ranch. That sorts them out. Don't you talk shit about Dr. Yeah. Phil. No, no, I'm just asking. Like Before he was a psychologist, wasn't he like an electrician? Mending houses and now he's mending hearts? Mental electrician, maybe. <laughs> Uh, well, Lachlan, if, if ever you want to drop in some southern sayings that no one else gets, that'd be great. So. <laughs> <laughs> Just do that first. Um, all right, but Lachlan, you're going to tell us all about a gang. You want to go first? Yep. Okay. So, the Aryan Brotherhood. <laughs> you would. Also known as the AB or the brand, which I think is fucking badass being called the brand. Again, you would. Is a white... <laughs> Only prison gang formed in the 1960s, uh, originally at San Quentin State Prison in California, USA. So, um, back before before the 60s, uh, prisons were largely segregated. Um, and then in the 60s, they started desegregating them. So, uh, you know, the whites and the blacks and the Hispanics etc. were all put into gen pop together rather than being split up by race. But mm-hmm. just like uh, a high school dance, all the blacks went to one side, all the whites went to the other side. And they, <laughs> what school they, is this high school dance? Well, I, I was thinking more boys and girls, you know. Um, well, you should probably make that a bit clearer. <laughs> At my race is high school, it was all it was the whites. Uh, South African well, high school Pre-apartheid. I mean, do you guys not remember the race wars of uh, year eight and nine at our school? Come on, <laughs> that's not even a joke. Was, that's not a joke. I was, I was actually going to say, you said this group's called the Aryan Brotherhood, but mm-hmm. it's whites only. Yeah, is it whites only or is it Aryans only? Do they let in like the the dirty whites, like Greeks and Italians and stuff, or is it just Aryans? <laughs> no, it's that's just it. it's it's just whites. So Greeks and Italians, they join like the you know the mafia and that sort of thing. <laughs> Yeah, I know, but I'm just and then I'm just saying if, you know... The Jews are in the Illuminati. Papadopoulos so. came along and wanted to... You know, if Mr. Papadopoulos came along and wanted to join the Aryan Brotherhood, would they would they let him join? Uh, I think he'd have to he'd have to pass as, like, a, a proper Aryan white person, I think. I don't think oh. olive skin gets you in. I feel like uh, it's, mm. a, it's a numbers game. Like, when you look at incarceration rates, they'll, well, take, yeah. they'll take them, but they'll keep them on the fringe because they don't want to be outnumbered. Greatly, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe you know, keep them on board as like a contractor, yeah, not, exactly. Uh, Subcontracting, yeah, <laughs> 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 a full blown member, yes, anyway. So, um, yeah, anyway, when the prisons were desegregated, the races still largely kept to themselves, and uh, in San Quentin, just like on the outside, all of the black prisoners started to they formed this gang called the Black Gorilla Family. Now, that's 
That's gorilla as in warfare, not gorilla as in the. Uh, that not gorilla needed. as in the animal. And you know, uh, they, thank you for clarifying. That they name they name themselves, so it's not racist. Mm. Uh, anyway, so you got the black only gang, the black gorilla family. Um, the Hispanics had their own gang as well, which I can't pronounce. Um, so Give it a whirl. the white people, come on, it's. <sighs> It's the. Was, did they uh, name themselves after the BG song "Spicks and Specks" or something? Not knowing that was also could be interpreted. <laughs> no, 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 no. Guerrilla uh, warfare. Fuck, I can't find it now. I didn't write it down. <laughs> Trinitarios, uh, Latin kings. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they're they're called the Mexican mafia now. I can't remember what they were called back then. But yeah. Anyway, so they had to Mexican for their mafia. own protection, their own survival. They had to form their own gang. So. Uh, at first they just, they just got together, they formed the Diamond Tooth Gang. Now they called themselves the Diamond Tooth Gang because many of the members in the gang had tiny pieces of glass embedded in their teeth. Why? I don't know. I couldn't, I, I looked, I could not find any information on why Why? these people had glass in their teeth. And how? That's what it was called. Uh, it was grills before grills were cool. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> I don't even understand. I don't understand yeah. the logistics how you get glass in your teeth in a prison. Mm. Fuck. Yeah, I, right. I, I assume it was there before they went to prison. But uh, anyway, so yeah, so throughout the 60s, the Diamond Tooth Gang, they were basically just protecting themselves. And then um, as people in prison are want to do, they tried to expand their control. So they brought in more more people and of course they were all white and some of the people they brought in were white supremacists um and as the gang grew they changed their name because not all of them had glass in their teeth anymore Uh, (laughs) (laughs) they called themselves the bluebird gang okay yeah interesting yeah anyway nothing really uh, well i mean it goes with the gorillas doesn't it (laughs) i guess Animal thing. The black gorillas yeah, and the thing. blue yeah, birds. Maybe they, yeah. they, they misinterpreted gorilla <laughs> <laughs> and they thought that they were having like a coloured animal thing, yeah. Well, you probably wouldn't see it written in, uh, in mm. prison. You'd only hear it spoken. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so nothing really interesting, interesting happened until sort of the late 60s um, where these, these racial gangs were really at each other's throats um, and the bluebird gang in an effort to pump up their numbers again, they sort of took a bunch of other white-only prison gangs under their wing and they all joined the same banner. They became mm, nice the, pun. Yeah, very became accepting the gang. Aryan Brotherhood. Um, and in forming the Aryan Brotherhood, <laughs> they also took on a blood-in, blood-out philosophy. Oh. So to get in, you have to kill a black or Hispanic prisoner and the only way out is for you to die, whether that be natural causes or uh, murder by a rival gang member, or if you try to leave, they'll kill you themselves. I feel like if it's one black person to get in or one, you know, rival gang member to get in, you should be able uh-huh. to, like, opt out with, like, five rival gang members. <laughs> like, there should be an option Well, it's just, it's just blood in, blood out, so you should be yeah. able to kill someone else to get out as well, yeah, I think. Yeah, I know. But even if you want to deter people from leaving, maybe up it to five or something, I think that's reasonable. <laughs> I'm sure these Aryans are reasonable. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. So, 
Anyway, it stayed pretty quiet for the next 20 odd years. But then uh, in the 80s, they had full control over San Quentin and uh, the authorities decided that they need to break break up this gang. So they took all the like the main leaders of the gang in San Quentin. They sent them all to different prisons around the country, both state and federal. And of course, Help what did expand? What did they do? They just <laughs> recruited more members. So uh, <laughs> setting up chapters. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So in the in the eighties, the Aryan Brotherhood went uh, nationwide. And uh, that's that's where so they went. Is this a conspiracy? Was that what the FBI wanted all along? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I, I can see the logic behind it. Like, you're like, oh, we'll get rid of the leaders. Everything else will collapse. But yeah, really, no, so they, they just, just... Yeah, they just... They just they spread just, it. Just spread it like a virus. Yeah, like herpes. It's like a, it's like a starfish. When you cut it up, it just grows into more starfish. <laughs> oh. Science. Anyway, so... I don't know. By this stage, some of the some of the members of the Aryan Brotherhood had finished their sentences and got released. They decided to continue the gang on the outside, so they started uh, committing other acts, uh, other criminal acts, mm-hmm. organized crime syndicate, you might say. Mm-hmm. Um, they did have connections in the seventies to Charles Manson and the Manson family, but. Uh, they wouldn't let Manson join because they thought he was too leftist, <laughs> and <laughs> they didn't like they didn't like the way that he committed murders. Uh, it's, it's no good. No, a massive Sharon Tate fan. <laughs> they, they actually, Even though they have standards, they actually were a lot of a lot of the members were upset about Sharon Tate being killed, so they didn't oh, let him in. That's another episode in and of itself. I think. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, Helter so Skelter. to be. <laughs> To be uh, part of the Aryan Brotherhood, it's 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 two things, basically. Well, three things. You've got to be white. Mm. You've got to Check. kill a black or uh, Hispanic prisoner, and you've got to be or have been in prison. So they're the they're the three uh, qualifiers. And just missing out on one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you be the judge. You're not really that white, are you? No, Brad's, Brad's a black man. <laughs> Uh, so if you if you are white and you go into prison in America, you pretty much have to join the Aryan Brotherhood for your own survival, basically. Yeah. Because um, prisons are shitty places in general. Yes. Yeah, prisons are shitty place as it is, but racial tensions in American prisons are so bad that if you're not part of a gang, you are almost guaranteed to be killed by a member of another race. Mm. So it's just like American public high schools. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> That's right. What? So you have to join the Aryan Brotherhood. Uh, you gotta, you gotta kill a black or Hispanic prisoner. Uh, I have what seen about an Asian prisoner. I don't think they have any problem with the Asians. Yeah, I, I think, think the Asians. Yeah, are so and Asians usually get along pretty well. In yeah, prisons. yeah. There's not many Asians in prison mm. either. They're, uh, yeah, they're a, a, a good people. A they commit a lot of crimes. Studious people. That's right, and you don't want to mm. fuck with the yakuza either. <laughs> yes. All Asians are Japanese. That's right. Yeah, so you <laughs> back each other up. Yeah, you got to get in. You got to make the blood oath. But yeah, I have heard that um, some members have gotten in just by attacking guards rather than actually having to kill other prisoners. So I feel mm. like that's cheating. But yeah. <laughs> like, if that's definitely cheating. If I if I killed someone to get in, and then I hear someone else just had to uh, like punch a guard, 
I gotta be pretty upset about that. Spend mm. a couple of days in the hole, come back a fully fledged gang member. That's true. Yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that's the right. idea is that you put someone through the act of taking another life, that's killing right. a person, because that shows that they're committed. Like, that's they're right. Fucking and then, the, yeah, they are then bonded. You made them to, do something that bad. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Exactly. You've well, got yeah. Then they really have there. no choice, do they? Yeah. Mm. That's, that's and it. when when you've when you've done something that bad, something that immoral, your brain is always going to try to justify it, so that you will never let yourself believe. Oh, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have joined the gang because it would just ruin your whole perception of the world around you and yeah, your place right. in the world. So you're like, no, I did the right thing. I did the right thing. You'll never let yourself leave the group because that's right. Doing that would ad- you would be admitting that you did a terrible thing and mm-hmm. you're a bad person. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's a minor in psychology right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Anyway, if so- you had to join the Aryan Brotherhood, Lachlan, would you choose to kill a black prisoner or a Hispanic prisoner? Um, I'd probably assess the targets and, you know, go for the scrawniest <laughs> one, I think. See, I'd go Hispanic because I wouldn't want to be called a racist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway, it's estimated that um, as of 2018, there's roughly 20,000 members of the Aryan Brotherhood, both in and out of prison. Mm, that's a lot. Um, it is a lot. However... They only make up around 0.1% of the US prison population, which gives you an idea of how fucked the prison system is in America. Oh, God. <laughs> 20,000 people is 0.1%. Jesus. But yeah. despite that, despite only being 0.1% of the prison population, they are responsible for around 25% of murders in federal prisons. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. When you need someone killed in prison, you uh you get onto the Aryans. And Holy I think they probably just kill a lot of black people just for the fun of it as well. Well, you gotta get membership, you gotta get in. But fuck it up. That's right. Talk yeah, about true. being fucking overrepresented. That is crazy. Yeah. When um when uh John Gotti of the Gambino crime family mm-hmm. Yep, he when he was um in, I don't know which prison it was. It was a federal prison in 1996. Um, he actually reached out to the Aryan Brotherhood for protect- protection and mm-hmm. um, had them, like, put a hit on someone who assaulted him. Oh, shit. So, that's that's how All big right. they are. When, when a fucking mafia crime boss is in prison, mm. he doesn't go to his own guys. He goes to the Aryan Brotherhood for protection. Yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty crazy because, I mean, mm. for those guys... When they're on the inside, like um, mafia, you know, crime yeah. bosses, they're basically made men. So they're, it's like, yeah, okay, you're in prison and it's still kind of shitty, but it's not as bad as your average prison stuff. Yeah, that's right. So they're paying so much money yeah. to the guards. They're, they're protected as it is. Yeah, yeah. No one's going to touch them. It's like, yeah, yeah. you've got to do your time or whatever. You've got to take 10, 15 years or whatever. But, mm. you know, you get out and you're never going to be touched in a prison. No one is going to go near you. Like everyone no, sort of just. Right respects it so the fact that someone did fuck with him and then he went to the Aryan brotherhood that is that's pretty big yeah i know right i know yeah anyway there's a there's a lot of gang uh you know alliances and and rivalries and that sort of thing with any gang but also in prison so uh the Aryan brotherhood they have a sort of unsteady alliance with the mexican mafia oh really (laughs) 
Yeah, they uh, they obviously they get along with a lot of uh, motorcycle gangs because oh, yeah, yeah. Um, the the original members of the Diamond Tooth Gang came from a motorcycle club, but also there's not many black people in motorcycle clubs, so you know it just it it, it just lines up. Yeah, I never thought about it, but you're right. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and then obviously they have rivalries with well, basically any black gang, uh, Bloods, Crips, the Black Gorillas, uh, quite a few Hispanic gangs G-U-E. like the La, Los La Nuestra La Nuestra Familia uh, and the Norteños. Oh, and allegedly uh, they are allied with the Juggalos, which if you go back and listen to our. Crazy fandoms <laughs> episode. You'll know why that's bullshit. Uh, jugglers only preach peace, don't they? Peace yes, that's love. right. That's right. That's yeah. right. They're, they're they're good people. <laughs> they're str- they're a bit strange, but they're good people. Whereas the Aryan Brotherhood are not good people. They are they are neo Nazis. They are actual <laughs> neo Nazis. What have you found out that the Aryan Brotherhood was just the paramilitary wing of the Juggalos? Oh Jesus Christ! How would you feel then? <laughs> Well, actually, there aren't really any black juggalos, are there? So Hard maybe, to tell. Maybe you're right. Mm. <laughs> Taking orders from Snoop Too Cool. What's his name? <laughs> Shaggy Too Dope. Shaggy Too Dope. <laughs> Snoop <Yeah>. Too Cool. Something like that. I got my dogs mixed up. Mm. I got Snoop and Shaggy mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> Your dogs. Anyway, um... Uh, I, I'd, I'd want to read out a list of uh, the ideal characteristics of a member of the Aryan Brotherhood. But just before I do, do you guys have any questions about the brand and uh, what it takes to be a member? No. Are you angling for a, um, a membership with that haircut? <laughs> I just I'm not to... completely bold. I, there is hair there. I just want to know how many of these characteristics are you personally going to tick off because you look like oh, you've Oh, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. We should Quentin keep count. The 60s. Yeah, we should keep count. Yeah. Okay. All right, go. Let's, let's do this. Okay, so there's 14 There's fourteen of these oh. characteristics. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to place, place bets that's early. That's not a good start. I'm going to go 10. Yeah. Isn't that the, isn't that the neo-Nazi number? 14? <laughs> that's yeah. the, no, it's that eight. Is it 14 words or the 18 words? It's 1488. No, it's 14 words. 14 and then words. It's oh, yeah, 1488. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that you're. I'm going to put my bet in early and say you're going you're gonna to check off 10 of these. What is it? We must secure uh, okay. a future. <laughs> don't for don't the say it. Don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't. The fact that you even know that as well is all. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, number one. Yep. A desire to secure the existence. <laughs> Awareness of your surroundings and environment at all times. I'm going to give that to you. Okay. Is this the Scouts or the Aryan Brotherhood? What are you talking uh, about? <laughs> belief in and of the racial purity of the white race. Yep, you definitely got that yeah. one. <laughs> scouts. <laughs> Mental stability. Yeah, I'll give you that one. Oh, I don't think you do. No, I definitely don't. Efficiency in acquiring further knowledge. Yeah, I'll give you that one. Uh, yeah, I'll pay that for you. Yeah. Family-oriented for your race. Yes, definitely. <laughs> you get married a while. So far, you're, but you're batting a yeah, thousand, Yeah, but mate. I'm only having two kids, so I'm not, I'm, I'm not helping spread the white race. I'm just... It's only replacement rate, so, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, contributing, I'm contributing to white genocide. All right. <laughs> uh, genetically of European ancestry. Yep, you got that one. That's, yep. Looks like it. Six for six, honest, mate. Honest in any and all Aryan business. 
Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know Do what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Just give you a half for that one. Yeah, you got to be honest in all crime. Oh. Uh, okay. Yeah, you're honest when you commit a crime. crime. Yeah. <laughs> Easy. Valuable to the Brotherhood. Oh, definitely that's, valuable. That's you can edit dark. their podcasts. Wow. Yeah. There you go. Valuable as a fucking sex slave, maybe. Eight for eight. Oh. <laughs> uh, speaking of, just just a little sidebar here. Did you know that like prison gangs actually prostitute other prisoners? Oh. I didn't realize that. Like yeah, I knew, I, I knew, imagine they would. Yeah. I knew dudes got raped in the butt in prison, but I didn't realize that there were other prisoners charging money for that. Oh. Uh, it sh- shocked me a little bit. Mm. Pipping them out. Speaking of willingness to be supportive of the Brotherhood outside prison, nine. You know, they say that pimping ain't easy. (laughs) But you know what's even worse? You know what's even harder? What? Whoring yourself. (laughs) (laughs) That's a Norm McDonald joke. Pact bound, which I guess anyone would have to be if they joined the Aryan Brotherhood. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Strong-willed. Yep, there you go. Mm, You have to 10 out of 11. Obedient of all known Aryan laws. (laughs) Well, all the Aryan laws you know, I'm sure you follow Lachlan, so we'll give you that. (laughs) Noble, noble and superior in nature. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and finally, keeper of information. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, <laughs> so 13 out of 14, Lachlan. I think you fit the bill. <laughs> All right. Uh, if we've got any Aryan <laughs> listeners out there, get in touch and I'll uh, tell me which black person I have to kill. <laughs> <laughs> do you have, do you get a membership card, like a little, you know, like if you join the RACV, they send you no, a you get a you get a you get a tattoo. <laughs> You get the letters A, B tattooed on you. Oh. I mean, usually they have like swastikas and, you know, sig runes and that sort of thing. But Is that like opt-in? <laughs> no. That's your membership. Okay. You kill a per- After you've just killed a person, what's a tattoo, Brad? Like, you're going to be full of adrenaline. Yeah, no. I mean, yeah. are the swastikas opt-in? Can you just get A, B or do you have to get swastikas? Oh, no. No. You just have to get A, B, but most yeah. do get swastikas. Do you, want to be, do you want to be the guy who's joined the Aryan Brotherhood for your own protection? And then one's like, oh, you should get a swastika tattoo. And you're like, oh, I don't know about all that. <laughs> I'm not so sure about this Hitler guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and they make, you, they make you read Mein Kampf as well. Oh, lovely. I mean, you've already done that, are though, they, so you don't need to worry are they, about that. Are they rivals with any uh, Jewish prison gangs? <laughs> Uh, the Illuminati don't go to prison, Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, name one Jewish prisoner ever. <laughs> well, I can name Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, no, they, they weren't prisoners. They were victims. All right, uh, Brad, do you want to- Not according to the Aryan Brotherhood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, I would love to go next. Um, so. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, we all know Mexico is a shithole. This is news to me. Hear me out. You <laughs> joining the Aryan Brotherhood there, Brett? <laughs> <laughs> and he's running for US president. It's not that the country itself isn't beautiful or that everybody there is god-awful. It's the gang violence. With an annual murder count in the tens of thousands, it's wow. a miracle anyone is still there at all. The gang I've chosen today is one of the big players on the Mexican stage. Los Cetas. To understand the Setas, though, you need to understand what, when, and why they were created. So the Zeta story really starts with Pablo Escobar. I'm sure we've all heard of him. Uh-huh. And his oh. Medellin cartel. Such was Pablo's influence and dominance that he essentially kept Mexican gang warfare to a minimum. 
Uh-huh. And yes, I know he's Colombian, so don't at me. His influence <laughs> was just that great that it uh, he pretty much dominated everybody. Um, now, I'm not saying he was a good guy or anything, but we should give him props for that. Oh, he was a hero. Mm. <laughs> Uh, anyway, with his death at the hands of the search block in 1993, a dangerous power vacuum was formed. One that the Mexican gangs, were, uh, which were more than willing to fill. So, you know, better the, the devil you know, some might say. That's right. Anyway, um, <clears throat> the Gulf Cartel, one of those gangs. And they were established in the 1930s. Um, and they were originally in the business of smuggling alcohol into the US during the Prohibition. Fun fact. Hmm. And then they moved on uh, to gambling houses, prostitution rings, and other forms of smuggling after the 18th Amendment was repealed. Uh, the Gulf Cartel's eye didn't turn to cocaine, though, Hokana, uh, until the <laughs> 80s. But when it did, there would be no going back. Scarface. Mm. So anyway, before I go on, gang history is often based on hearsay. So uh, I'm going to do my best to reconstruct the gang's history. But uh-huh. there are some inconsistencies based on you know where you look. And I'm also going to butcher every Spanish word in this. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) Anyway, so with Pablo's death, the Gulf Cartel and its newly established rival, the Sinaloa Cartel, quickly filled the void. And while conflicts were common, they were not on the scale that we see today. This relative peace would end in 1996. The Gulf Cartel's leader, whom they'd flourished under, Juan Garcia Abrego, was arrested and what resulted was several attempts by high-ranking leaders to grab the reins. Humberto Garcia Abrego uh, went first, and that was uh, sorry Juan Garcia's brother, but he had no charisma and no one would back him. Then was Oscar Malhobe de Leon and Raul Valadares del Engel. Uh, nice. <laughs> that pair was followed by Hugo Baldomero Medina Garza, and after his arrest, Sergio Gomez uh, tried but was quickly arrested. Finally, when the dust settled in 1999, only one of the hopefuls still remained, Osiel Cardenas Gullien. As a part of his plan to consolidate power, he had started to recruit paramilitary personnel into the Gulf Cartel in 1997. With his position now secured, his plan would be recognized in the most brutal and fearsome of ways. One of the first people Cardenas contacted was Arturo Guzman Deschina. Uh, in 1997, he left the Mexican Special Forces uh, wing called Grupo Aeromovil de Fuerez Especiales, or <laughs> GAFE, or GAFE for short, and began recruiting for Cardenas. By 1999, he would have um, more than 30 GAFE members on board, and they would be christened Los Zetas, or the Zs. Uh, the name comes from the Federal Judicial Police Radio Code for Deshena himself. As a high-ranking official, he was designated the code Z1, a moniker he would retain Whoa. as head of the Los Zetas. That's badass. Mm. Each original member of the Los Zetas was given a number from 1 to 31, dictating their place in the chain of command. So, i.e., he was Z1, next in command was Z2, Z3, Z4, uh-huh. <clears throat> all the way to 31. So, that's how you could tell they were original members of the Zetas. Um, the Los Zetas were Cardenas, Cardenas' personal army, and there's no other way to put it. They didn't engage in trafficking or running side hustles. They existed only to kill. Their first assignment was to destroy the Los Chachos, a group who had betrayed the Gulf Cartel and switched alliances. Oh. So, 
with shocking ruthlessness and efficiency. Their leader, Dionisio Roman Garcia Sanchez, was killed and the group was absorbed into the cartel. For three years, Los Satos terrorized Mexico and as they did, their role started to expand. Kidnappings, protection rackets, extortion, securing cocaine supply and trafficking routes, known as plazas, all became the Zetas' responsibility. In November 2002, Z1 Arturo Dechena was killed by military police and subsequently Z3, Heriberto Lascano, <laughs> became its leader. Shortly after, in March 2003, Cardenas was arrested and extradited to the US. With the Gulf Cartel's main man out of commission, Los Satas stepped up to fill the void and took an even larger role in the cartel. So it's starting to kick off now, boys. <laughs> by February 2010, Los Zetas, outnumbered, outskilled, and out-earned by the, uh, out-earned the entire Gulf cartel. Whoa. Yeah. So, and this was the largest cartel in Mexico at the time, just to give people context. The Gulf cartel had fucked up. Their own dog was about to bite the hand that fed it. Did they still all have numbers by this stage when they were so huge? Were they up to like... Only the original members. They had 150? (laughs) They had like thousands of members, but they're all like low-level shit. So they organized themselves like an army. So there was the guys at the top, all the original Zetas. um, And then you had like lieutenants, captains, blah, blah, blah. All the way down to like street-level shit. Yeah. But it started with that original 31 for the Los Zetas. Anyway, sensing this, the cartel tried to curtail their own assassins and went to their largest rivals, the Sinaloa cartel, to form an alliance. At some stage during this, the Gulf Cartel would make another royal fuck-up. One of their own would kill Sergio Pena Mendoza, a Zeta oh. lieutenant. The gloves were off, and when the Gulf Cartel refused to hand over the murderer, Los Zetas split from the Gulf Cartel and became a, began a war of bloodshed, uh, basically on anything that moved. Within two years, they were the largest cartel in Mexico. Damn. Yep. Most recently... They've splintered several times after several leader deaths and arrests, so their influence isn't the same as that which it commanded during their peak from 2012 to 2016. Now, Los Aders sound like an ordinary game. They love violence, drugs, money, and guns, whatever. That's not what sets them apart, though. From the very beginning, their existence was for that of assassins. Not only do they kill someone, they torture them, and then they destroy their body. <laughs> Ugh, no details necessary. Every but, yeah, Zeta all- kill oh. is a message. And that message Ugh. is do not fuck with us. Uh-huh. If, you ever heard, if you've ever heard about someone, seen or heard, sorry, about someone getting their head chainsawed off in Mexico. Oh, yeah. More than likely, that's the Zetas. Yep. Act apart, limb by limb while they're still alive, that's the Zetas. Oh. Skin alive, you guessed it, that's the oh, Zetas. No. Nah. Nah. The Zetas have forgotten more about fucked up shit to do to someone than any of us could ever learn in a <laughs> lifetime. <laughs> now, listen, while I was researching this episode... I was reading articles about things Los Zetas have done to people. And one included mm. a picture, and I did not expect this picture to be in there. Um, I've seen a head without a face now, and it's not something it's, <laughs> oh, it's something that's honestly going to haunt me to the rest of my life. Uh, and for Zetas, that's punishment you get for hitting on one of their relatives. And it's not like he refused to stop seeing her. When he realized he tried to run away, they tracked him down several states later and cut off his fucking face. Kind of seems like an overreaction. Wow. Yes. Anyway, while I was going disproportionate through- Disproportionate punch. Very, very disproportionate. Fuck. So anyway, here's a list of some of the confirmed shit that they've done. This is the big shit. Cause nah, uh, confirmed kills. There was the Morelia grenade attacks uh, that killed eight people and over 100 people were injured. The 2010 <sighs> San Fernando ma- massacre where 72 migrants were found dead. The 2011 oh. San Fernando massacre 
where 193 people were killed, uh, the wow. massacre of 27 farmers in Guatemala, the 2011 Monterey Casino attacks where 53 people were killed, the Altamira prison brawl where 31 golf cartel members were killed, the Apodaca prison riot where 44 golf cartel members were killed, and 37 Zetas escaped from prison, the 2010 Puebla oil pipeline explosion where 28 were killed, 52 injured, and 115 homes were damaged or destroyed. The 2011 massacre at El Ende, uh, where an estimated 300 to 500 people were killed uh, after Christ. the Zetas accused Ooh. two local men of betraying the organization. So they wow. killed 300 people. 300 to 500. So two, two people betrayed them, so they killed 300 to 500 people. Yeah, they don't fuck around. Um, <laughs> so Seems yeah. like they were fucking around. If they weren't fucking around, they just killed two people. Anyway, there's these and countless other murders. Like, I was going through it, and often the authorities just don't report murder statistics. Like, they just don't even worry about it. So, I looked in 2018, the murder rate was some 34,000 people in 2018. Jesus Christ. And that is reported people being murdered. Like, there's not the ones that aren't discovered, the ones that people don't give a shit about. They just move on with their life. Like, it is- Missing people, yeah. It's so common- that it's hard to understand, but at one stage, one of the leaders of Los Cedas had some had a pretty believable kill count of two thousand people what? himself. Yeah, like they Jesus don't care. Christ. Like blood in, blood out for the Aryans is like a yeah. slow weekday for the Zetas. <laughs> Fucking hell! Yeah, like they yeah. don't. They just murder everybody. They don't care. That's crazy. So yeah, like I said, Mexico is a shithole, but it's not the people of the landscape. It's the gangs. <laughs> that yeah, is you, a- occasionally you hear about some of the totally fucked up shit that's done in like these message killings where mm. they're like somebody fucked over the organization, so they just killed them and their entire family in like the most brutal, gruesome way. And it's just like holy fuck. Yeah. I don't oh. care how much of a hardened fucking badass criminal you think you are. That like killing two thousand people that's got to weigh on you. Oh well, I mean they're crazy. Mm. That's the problem. Like that's that's got to weigh on your uh, yeah. weigh on your conscious. Surely, when you, when you just give up on being a person, it's, I guess it's surprising what you'll be able to do. Because, like I said, yeah. the, the founder of the Zetas was a special forces, like a Mexican special forces guy, and the golf cartel leader just came to him and was like, "Hey, come be my hitman." Basically, you're good at killing people. Yeah, we want an come organized kill unit people of, for me. Fucking yeah, hell! And, and they wanted ruthless killers, like people who were. Trained in the military who would just go out and yeah. get the job done, murder people. Um, you think, though, when they're laying there at night, you know, trying to get to sleep, it's just like, that's got to haunt them a little bit, surely. Oh, there, there, was a, there was a guy um, in the Soviet Union, I can't remember his name, but they called him the Butcher, and his job was in the, in the um, basement of that building. What's it called? I know the one you're the, talking about. Um, it starts with P. It's in Moscow. In the basement of that, his job was all night just to shoot people in the head. Yeah. They're just bringing people, he'd shoot him. Like, that was his job, and he would have killed tens of thousands of people yeah. over his life. Just like every five minutes, he just shot someone That's else. That's crazy how one person can- That was his job. Kill that many people. Although, I suppose Barack Obama killed that many, and, uh, you know, the public loves him. <laughs> <laughs> and George Bush. But, look. Yeah, we, we, these guys are making the choice to abandon their humanity. Like they made a decision to take money over lives. Yeah, I um, guess they must. Once, they mustn't. They mustn't see these people as people. No, I, no, I don't think there's no they just way see they them can. as obstacles. So, like when you yeah. decide to abandon your humani- humanity 
I don't think they lose any sleep over it. I think they sleep in their mountains of cash and drugs and guns, and they feel good about it until they die at the age like of 30, because they just get mowed down yeah. by some other opposing gang. Of, Live of the by original the sword, 30- die by the sword. Of the original 31 Zetas, I don't think any or very few are still alive. They did expand some of the Z, like the Zs, and at one stage it was like Z42 and Z43 were the leaders. But I think that's because literally everyone before them died. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, when you think about it, they were founded in 1999, but we're in 2019 mm-hmm. now, and none of them are still alive. And they haven't been for a long time. So Yeah, that's crazy. It's a pretty short shelf life you get there. Mm. Oh, well, here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> Here to just murder and skin people, not to hang around. So That's right. Yeah, but it, honestly, I would not recommend anyone listening right now go out and look up this shit because it's easy to find. And, yep, it and is we'll put a link to that uh, faceless photo in the description. Extremely <laughs> graphic. <laughs> no, I can't. I'm turn so, yeah. yeah, that's the Zetas, boys. Yeah. That was gross. Um, yeah. Fuck. Come on, Brad. Wait <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I just looked up that guy from the Soviet Union. Uh, his name was Vasily Blokin, and uh, the the building was called the Lubyanka in Moscow. Lubyanka. It's the one that's okay. like a yeah, it's like a yellow rectangular building. Mm. I think it was um, in one of the missions in Hitman: Silent Assassin. Mm. Um, there you go. It was pretty good, but yeah, it, it, you know, he that's his job to kill people, and um, yeah, it's it's said in, it's in an honest one living. Month. <laughs> In yeah, well, in in one month he killed seven thousand Polish people. Like he had a busy month, so there's seven thousand people. That's a lot a of killing. Yeah, it's quite a lot. Um, all right, should I go next? Yeah, well, you're the last, mate. All right. Well, the gang I'm going to talk about today is Gucci Gang, <laughs> a song by Hispanic rapper <laughs> Little Pump from his eponymous 2017 album. Gucci Gang is a short song, just barely two minutes long. In fact, when it peaked at number three, it became the shortest song to crack the Billboard Top 100, Hot 100 Top 10 since 1975. Hey, this guy. Also of note is that Little Pump released the song shortly after his 17th birthday. The lyrics are simple and repetitive, but you can't deny that the beat is catchy. The lyrics follow common themes found in rap music, such as having a lot of money, success with women, and doing drugs. Examples include... Spent three racks on a new chain, referring to spending $3,000 on a single item of jewelry. I fuck a bitch, I forgot her name. Showing that he is successful at betting women and it's not a big deal to him. Uh, My lean costs more than your rent is a reference to the recreational drug lean, which is an intoxicating drink made from cough syrup. Here, Lil Pump is implying that he spends more money on this one particular drug than most people spend on their entire rent. Some lyrics are also clever and funny. (laughs) Some lyrics are also clever and funny. I can't buy a bitch no wedding ring implies that little little pump cannot afford to buy an engagement ring, which are typically expensive. (laughs) But he follows up this line with rather go and buy bowl mains, which is extremely expensive, uh, expensive French clothing brand showing that he could afford to buy a woman (laughs) a ring. But he disrespects women and would rather spend money on frivolous things for himself. M. Night Shyamalan, a ding-dong twist. What a twist. Uh, fucking my teacher, call it tutoring. That's a good time, words. Uh, 
they kicked me out the plane off a Percocet. Now a little pump flying private jet mm. refers to an incident when he was removed from a plane for acting erratically. He was high on Percocet at the time, but uh, he claims he got the last laugh in this encounter, considering that now he can afford to fly privately. Uh, he follows this up with everybody scream, fuck WestJet, the name of the airline that uh, kicked him off the plane. Me and my grandma take meds is clearly an intentionally funny line. Little Pump is either suggesting that he and his grandmother take the same drugs recreationally, <laughs> which is funny, or that she is taking certain medication for legitimate reasons while Pump is taking those same pills for fun. <laughs> the video clip for Gucci Gang was filmed in a Catholic primary school in Los Angeles called the Blessed Sacrament School. The Archdiocese of Los Angeles which owns the property and runs the school, expressed regret that the video clip was allowed to be filmed there, <laughs> stating that the school administration did not follow the proper procedures or do their due diligence in granting permission to Lil Pump. <laughs> and it's clear that Lil Pump's image, his song lyrics, and the content of the video are not at all in line with the Catholic Church. The lyrics are mostly about <laughs> drugs and sex, with reference to at least four different narcotics. The curse words fuck and bitch are used liberally throughout the song, and there is even one mention of the word pussy. <laughs> the video clip features people smoking blunts. Oh, so dead. <laughs> the, the, the video clip features people smoking blunts, as well as Little Pump dancing around the school's hallway with large clear bags of cannabis. <laughs> At the end of the film clip, an elderly teacher notices this and is suitably bewildered, at which point Pump laughs and drops one of the bags of cannabis onto her head. Another woman, who appears to be playing a lunch lady type character, is handing out styrofoam cups of the aforementioned drug Lean from a cart she is wheeling, which has a sign at the front that reads, After School Care Cart. Also in the video clip is a real-life tiger, which Pump walks beside as he strolls the halls, rapping and dancing with his weed bags. The tiger probably isn't an affront to the Catholic Church, but I doubt they would have allowed it if they knew. <laughs> anyway, it's a catchy song and a funny video clip. I like it. Uh, oh my god. That was... No. No. Okay. No. Um, I also did some research on the Bloods and Crips if you guys want to know about oh, that. Oh, okay. Yeah. That'd be interesting to hear about. Um, Okay, so they are African-American gangs formed in Los Angeles. Um, You know, they're very notorious gangs. I think when people think of gangs, they often think of the Crips and the Bloods. They have an infamous rivalry. Uh, The Crips were formed in 1969 by Raymond Washington and Stanley Williams, two black men with very black names. Um, The Bloods kind of started in 1969 as well when a couple of kids being bullied by the two OG Crip founders started a rival gang called the Piru Street Gang. Uh-huh. Um, so, But it wasn't until 1972 when the name Bloods came about. Um, Did they have a bunch of smaller shards gangs- of glass in their teeth? <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, a bunch of smaller gangs who were getting muscled around by the Crips all formed an alliance, which became known as the Bloods, because gang members had a habit of calling each other blood. Um <laughs> So, the Crips were much bigger, and they were slinging a lot of drugs. Um, They outnumbered the Bloods three to one in the late 70s, so the Bloods had to step up their game. They started to sell crack cocaine and became increasingly aggressive and violent against the Crips, taking the fight to them. 
this led to a lot of bloodshed, um, and the notoriety and reputation helped increase the numbers of the bloods. Mm. Was there any crypt shed? Well? <laughs> <laughs> so the the uh, a crypt would kill a blood, and then in response, a blood would kill a crypt, and then in response to that, a crypt would kill a blood. And you could say, yeah, we get an it. Eye for an eye, we've all seen poison the, the whole hood, world okay. blind. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, this is the sort of gang stuff they do. The Bloods wear red, the Crips wear blue. Uh, they also wear the sports teams which have those colours. Uh-huh. So, the, uh, the, Bloods, the Bloods really like the Phillies and the Chicago Bulls, for example. Um, you know, they, they sell drugs and stuff. They recruit kids from high school. They do their graffiti around the, around the city and, you know, hmm. mark their territory and stuff like that with their... Uh, graffiti, gang graffiti. Uh, they also have elaborate hand signs that spell out their gang name. Uh, the Crips have a Crip walk, which is a dance move. Uh, they use this dance move for identification, and um, apparently they do it to signal that the coast is clear when one of the flashed up the blood <laughs> sign. <laughs> I was just trying to do it on my fingers. That was amazing. <laughs> Well, I remember we all used to do the Crips and Bloods mm. sign at school because that's how so the Crips was just like too. the Crips is just like a funny C. It's pretty boring. Yeah, right Bloods actually do, spells out the right word blood. Used to do West Side as well. Yeah, West East Side, West yeah. Side stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just um, every time my mum makes us take a family photo, I always flash <laughs> the uh, the blood sign because yeah. she <laughs> yeah, it means she can't post it on Facebook or anything. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> Anyone who doesn't know, you can actually spell out the word blood with your fingers. It's quite impressive. I don't mm. know who came up with that, but that was actually pretty pretty smart. Yep. It actually genius. looks like... Great marketing. It actually looks like blood. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's very well done. And, you, you know, your mum probably doesn't want to put it on Facebook because she doesn't want a crypt to come kill you. So. <laughs> That's right. It's no, good, she's crypt affiliated. Good mothering. <laughs> um, uh. But, yeah, anyway, they, they have this dance move, um, which is, seems kind of childish to me, but they... They kind of do it to each other, so then they know, you know, you're a fellow Crip because you know the dance. Is that the Crip walk? And, yeah. Yeah, I've seen that, yeah. And they, apparently they would do it to show that the coast was clear, like they're about to commit a robbery or something like that. You know, there's no one else in the store, do a fucking Crip walk out the front of the store. (laughs) 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 And apparently they would do it as like a victory dance after murdering (laughs) a blood. (laughs) Kind of like teabagging in Halo. Just like Crip walking on the floor. Jesus Christ. So ridiculous. Imagine getting killed. And then somebody Someone crip walks, walks on you. Yeah, imagine as you're bleeding so out and you're like, oh god, this is the worst day of my life. And then a full crip walks on you. Like, no, now that's the worst day of my life. Oh. Oh, it's, it's like some kid, some Fortnite playing kid fucking dabbing over you. Yeah. Oh. It really, actually, now that you mention it, the Crip Walk really, like, if you watch a video of it, it really does look like a sort of Fortnite. That Fortnite dance like, like they do, yeah. yeah. It's very physical and wavy and, like, the whole body kind of flows and stuff Anyone like who that. hasn't it's, seen a Crip Walk, just Google it immediately. Cause yeah. It, well, Exhibit, <laughs> Exhibit made a song about Crip Walking called Get Your Walk On. And um, in the video clip, he's, uh, he's Crip Walking and he gets this, like, Really, really small kid to crip walk, mm. like a prepubescent boy to crip walk. Isn't that weird? And, like, yeah, the that kid is was weird. killed. Do the drug, do the gang, do the gang walk, please. The kid was killed shortly after the making of the video clip. Shortly, yeah, <laughs> blood just rolled up on him. 
Um, also, Serena Williams did the group oh, walk no. after winning at the uh, 2012 Olympics. Oh, <laughs> is Venus of blood? <laughs> Imagine that. Uh, yeah. They're always firing shots at each other on the tennis court, so maybe. Um, Crips, Crips won't spell out um, words with a CK because the blood's right CK for Crip killer. So, that <laughs> if a word you. has... If a word has a CK, the uh, the Crips will write it CC, which is almost like Brad used to write KK. Oh, I used to write KK. CK. Yeah, it was really so fucking you're annoying. Close, you're very close to being a Crip. I, I don't. Brad. I don't remember writing KK. Yeah, absolutely. Did. Did. You used to do it all the time. It was really oh, frustrating. Maybe I only did I it to you it guys just to upset you, because that is something I would do. Like that time I convinced you my spacebar didn't work. That was pretty funny. <laughs> oh, that was. Uh, <laughs> We better tell this story. One time I was talking to Brad on MSN Messenger. Oh, high school those days, were the like days. Uh, they were 12, 15 years ago, whatever it was. Mm. And one conversation I had with him, he just there were no spaces in his words. So it took me like a, a minute to decipher each sentence. And at the start, he had said like, yeah, sorry, my space bar is broken. I can't do a space. And I was like, are you fucking serious? And he's like, yeah, I'm really sorry. I can't do a space. So we had this full conversation for I don't know however long, ten minutes or twenty minutes, and then the last thing you wrote was like, "All right, catch you later," and it had spaces in it. Man, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <sighs> well, yeah, I never said. Yeah, this you one. got me good that day. Uh, you got me better with the uh, what do you call? You sent me the pictures of all the guys kissing, and then called me. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> I used to do that all the I time. Remember. All the time. Um, yep. Yep. All right. Story time. Yeah. Second story no. time. So, yeah. so Morgan on MSN so- Messenger, he would find a bunch of gay porn and then he would send it to you over MSN Messenger. But then he would accuse you of sending it to him. <laughs> and he would be like, why are you sending me this gay porn? And you'd say, you're sending it to me. And he would insist, no, on my screen, you're sending it to me. And it just... He did it for months. It was very frustrating because it was very obvious that he knew... Ugh. That he was the one sending it. Yeah, and you didn't know what it was until you'd accepted it and got the picture. He would, yeah, he would still uh, say that you were sending him gay porn. And you know, when you're a when you're a thirteen, fourteen, fifteen year old teenager, it's you know, it's very you you got a very fragile uh, identity as it is. It's very upsetting. Um, that's that's not how I remember. Oh. It. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what. I used to hate talking to you on Messenger because of that. I was like, he's gonna send me a picture, and I need to know what it is, and it ends up being freaking dudes kissing or something. Yeah, it was always gay porn. Uh, well um, when the when the Crips write the letter B <laughs> in their graffiti, they have to put a cross inside the B as a way to like disrespect the B because the B is a blood letter. Oh my god! So they're still. They'll still write it, but they'll write it with like a cross. Oh, do you side. reckon that's how so, the word yeah. thick came about? Oh, maybe. T H I C C. Interesting. I like that, Brad. Linguistics creeping into popular culture. Some Crips hoe was really thick. Yeah. Yeah. Dummy thick. Dummy thick. Uh, uh, so in the in the Crips blood feud, Ooh. there's been more than fifteen thousand people killed oh. to date. Wow, um, all around the country, but most of it, a lot of it in Los Angeles. Um, so LA peaked in the gang murders 
from uh, 1990 to 1995. There are about 750 gang murders per year. Oh, and in that stretch, Christ. the lowest was just under 700 and the highest was just over 800. That's ridiculous. So it's like two two gang murders a day. Mm. That is crazy. Um, not all Crips and Bloods, but, you know, a lot of it. Mm. Uh, it's hard to get statistics for recent years for some reason. I'm thinking there's some sort of conspiracy going on because <laughs> it's really easy to get stats up until the end, uh, up until the mid-aughts, like 2004, 2005. Oh. Then it's really hard to get stats, and I'm not sure why. But it seems that there's about 150 to 200 gang murders per year at the moment in LA County. But it's hard to trust the LAPD since they have been caught underreporting crime statistics. Mm. Um, in 2015, it came out that they had been underreporting violent crimes for at least eight years. You know, someone would get assaulted and they would put it down as a minor offense rather than a violent crime yeah. to make their stats look good. Yeah. So, man, they're definitely messing with the numbers. Fucking shithole. Yeah. <laughs> they're definitely messing with the numbers and hiding stats. Um, but it does seem that gang violence is way down from its uh, peak in the 80s and early 90s. Mm. Um, and gang murders especially are down, which is nice. Yeah, it's always good to hear. Um, Still wouldn't go one to One thing Compton. I did want to... <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> one thing I did want to mention is how disturbing I find it that uh, white people seem to be so fascinated with black gangs. And I remember, like, our high school was very white high school and... Like, we all used to learn the Bloods and Crips sign and <laughs> stuff like that and flip it up and think it was, like, really cool and we'd teach each other and stuff. I don't know if anyone did the Crip Walk or whatever, but I actually did this before. I googled Bloods gang hand sign because I forgot what it looked like. Mm, uh-huh. And fucking every picture was white hands. Yeah. It, was, it was never <laughs> black people's hands. And the, the, the Bloods is all black people, but it's, like... On yeah. the internet, it's all like, oh, yeah, I'm cool. I can do the blood sign like Lachlan did before. Um, yeah, not so not so <laughs> proud of myself for flashing that now. <laughs> same with the... Well, same with the Crip hand sign and stuff as well. It's like all the videos you see on YouTube are like... Yeah. Also, I also looked up how to Crip walk on YouTube <laughs> and every tutorial was by white people. <laughs> to be fair, like- to be fair, making YouTube tutorials is a very white thing to do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the, the one that had the most, the one that had the most views was, it just really annoyed me for some reason. I don't know why, but it was this British chick and she was like, oh, you know, <laughs> Hi, my name's Jen, and I'm from Ipopalo. And Ugh. she was like, "She's like, oh, I'm with a breakdance tutor, and today Ugh. we're going to show you how to crip wall." Was she dummy thinker? Like, oh, what the fuck? Because that would explain the view. <laughs> I was just like- fucking hate those disgusting accents. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. They invent <laughs> the language and then they butcher it. <laughs> Pathetic shell of a once great Let's empire. See how many uh, continents we can piss off this episode, guys? Because we are we are <laughs> nailing it. Who uh, we hit yet? I hate England and their stupid yeah. accents. We haven't hit Africa. Yeah. Um, I mean, Africa hits itself. Let's not <laughs> punch it while it's down. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll cut all the N-words out, but, you know, just because the audience didn't hear it didn't mean we didn't say it. <laughs> uh, do, you, do you guys have any questions about the, the Crips and the Bloods? Um, I, yeah, I, I think you're right. Like, because uh, when it was at its peak, I think that's when you saw a lot of, like, the great movies. Like, I was joking around when I said Boys in the Hood and stuff like that. But, yeah, people are fascinated with it. But there was also some, you know, crazy cool movies that came out of it. The whole um, <laughs> yeah. Tupac was murdered as part of, like, Bloods versus Crips. Uh, no, wasn't it East Rivalry, West, West Coast? It? No, East West, West Coast. Or was it West Coast? Oh, okay. Yeah, East West Coast. Yeah, right. it was something like that. But I did I did see when I was doing my research today that there was, like, a, 
a um a quote from Tupac where he said like they've they've always told me to be afraid of the white man, but it's it's um black people in gangs killing each other out here, mm-hmm. something like that. Because like you look at the numbers and it's like fucking hell, there's so many gang murders. Yeah. And it's like you know when when a white person kills a black person for a hate crime, it's obviously like a disgusting, terrible thing to do. But in in terms of sheer numbers, it's like how many people die that way versus how many people die from gang violence like yeah. you know it's just it's like oh, when people are- you're starting to get dangerously <laughs> close to the truth <laughs> we're gonna get taken no, but- off the internet if you keep going down this path uh, no but it's it's like you know people like you know obs- obsess about things that aren't really gonna actually hurt them like mm. worried about their kid getting kidnapped but you know not thinking twice about having a a pool in their house when yeah. you know kids drowning in pools versus kids getting kidnapped yeah. on the street like me like, and you having yeah. an irrationally healthy fear of sharks but yeah. i never knew yeah. the ocean, in the i don't water. know why i'd actually be afraid of them <laughs> more but, likely to yeah. die from a vending machine yeah. exactly stuff like that yeah those yeah. evil vending machines um all right, well, you know, that was Crips and Bloods, but I I thought I would do a little joke where the gang I was going to talk about was Gucci Gang, and I thought I'd just do, like, a one minute on Gucci Gang, and then I was just more interested in that than the Crips and Bloods. <laughs> I don't know why, so I just ran with it a bit more. So. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's a good joke. Probably took it a bit far, but, um, yeah. you know, I, I'm glad you all learned something about Lil Pump. Yeah, Lil Pump. Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang. Keep it up How many the people have the Gucci Gang killed by just... Did you come across that in your research? Um, animals, probably, for, for fashion stuff. I don't know. It's a fashion gang, isn't it? I don't know. Okay, so they haven't drawn first blood yet. Okay, <laughs> They're all fucking ODing on lean, Molly like and seizuring lean. to death. <laughs> I'm too uh, old to understand line, any the of line, these references. Uh, you t- the line in the song where he says, I, my lean costs more than your rent, is particularly funny because the reason lean is drank by these sorts of people is because it's so cheap yeah. <laughs> so he's like i'm drinking the cheapest way to get fucked up and i'm still he's spending more on that gallon. than you spent on rent. oh fucking mad lad i don't think you'll see his 30th birthday but you know good on him <laughs> uh okay so i think it's time for everybody's favorite segment uh, morgan's movie morgan 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 morgan's movie review uh i think that we should have two gangs Brad's Power Rankings, Morgan's Movie Review. I would like us to wear orange for the BPRs, and we are going to kill all Morgan Movie fans on site. Like, okay? There'll be a bloody turf uh, war over this. What colour's the uh, MMR gang? I have to know which side I'm going to take. Uh, yellow. We're yellow. Yeah, because you're nah. <laughs> BPR for life. Yeah, there it is. You would say that C O A W T B. Whatever your fucking acronym is. All right. Morgan's Movie Review, Joker, 2019, directed by Todd Phillips and starring Joaquin Phoenix as the infamous Batman villain. Though this is set in a superhero universe, it doesn't really feel like a superhero movie. It is a character drama and Joaquin Phoenix does a superb job as the failed clown and stand-up comedian Arthur Fleck, who is constantly beaten down by the rest of society, both literally and figuratively, until he descends into madness. Every goddamn scene in this movie was uncomfortable. I always felt like something terrible was just about to happen, mostly because something terrible was always happening. (laughs) The story is depressing and brutal. Fleck is a loner with brain injuries and mental health issues who lives with his crazy mother. 
As any hope for his future begins fading away, he learns horrible things about his past. You can't help but feel Fleck's pain and understand his desire for disrupting the status quo, causing chaos and finding revenge. Joker builds to a dramatic crescendo, each scene creeping ominously towards the inevitable. The fact that you know this is the origin story of a supervillain serial killer means you know there is nothing good coming. It's a very eerie feeling. The music builds, the tension rises, and the payoff is worth every minute. An amazing film with a fantastic climax. Nine out of ten. Oh, oh we live in nice. a society. Yeah. So yeah. there are a few society moments in there for sure. Yeah. How long have you uh, been an incel, Morgs? And uh, <laughs> <laughs> when, when, are you people- gonna, when are you going to shoot up a school? Yeah, how many well, people did you kill on opening night? It's funny you mention that because, like, you know, I was obviously heard about all this sort of stuff. And Shannon and I went to the movies the other day and it was basically sold out, I guess, because the whole cinema was packed. Mm-hmm. And we were sitting in the back row and they sold off those two um, disability care seats mm-hmm. that are, like, mm. by themselves because, like, a wheelchair can go next to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there was a guy sitting by himself in one of those, oh, no. like, lone chairs, and he had his hood up. Oh, no. I was like, oh, Red flag. So Red I like, flag. I was like, oh, that screams like, of Aurora Theatre. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to get killed. This is some sort of FBI inside job here. <laughs> <laughs> false flag. I was like, um, yeah, it was a false flag waiting to happen. Yeah. And the other, the weird thing is he got up halfway through the movie and walked oh. out. Oh, like, no. Very s- <laughs> no, I would have pieced out then. Yeah. He got up. <laughs> He got up very slowly, like, not like, oh, I'm going to the toilet. I better, you know, duck out quick. He, like, got up very slowly and walked out slowly. And then for the rest of the movie, I was like, when's this motherfucker oh, coming back? God. He never came back. Oh, no. <laughs> if he came back, you would have had to just, like, throw yourself on the ground behind the seats. Oh. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. If that, that, oh. But the you, uncomfortable you feeling like of that. You were like a deer in the headlights. I would have just got out and walked out as soon as he did. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> someone else would have seen you get up and walk out, and they would have got up and walked out because they're like, fuck that, I'm not hanging around either. Em- empty it the theater. Series. Yeah, series of people leaving. It kind of added to the experience of the movie, though, because I was already very uncomfortable and <laughs> oh, on edge because of the subject of the movie. Maybe he was a plant. From the, maybe he's part yes. of the movie. He's there for every screening. <laughs> yeah. It's like, a, it's like a 4D, you know, those 4D theaters yeah. where they spray water and shake your seats and yeah. stuff. <laughs> and like blow yeah, a wind yeah. in your as, face. As we were walking out, the cinema said something like four D experience and Shannon said, Yeah, the fourth D is dread. Like, <laughs> gonna kill us all. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, man, that's fucked up. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so it was good though. For those who've been yeah, for those who've been following the you know, the, the culture war aspect of this, like it was it seemed to get really, really good reviews at first and then people started saying, Oh, it's a far right incel movie. And then it started to get, you know, still good reviews, but not as many. And I was like, I was like, oh, okay. I was, I was juicing up for a good, you know, sort of race war element of it or something like that. Because, you know, what does far right mean if not, you know, it's a white man who's angry at the, I don't know, black people it's, in his city or something like that? Yeah, I don't think any was... Batman story's ever been about race from memory. No, I mean, well, I don't, well, I don't, I don't follow Batman, but it's, mm. it's not a racist thing, I don't think. From what no, I understand, was, isn't it? Like just about mental health and yeah, it is. That's mm-hmm. why I, I was I was gearing up for some sort of race element or some sort of like far right stuff or something. But it was a very left wing movie. Like it, no spoilers or anything. But the the idea is that like if you don't take care of the vulnerable, mentally ill people in society, then you know you, you can kind of understand how they end up 
mm. going, yeah. um, you know, criminally Bad insane. Feeling that's, yeah. yeah, they feel like society is really cold towards them. Why should they be good back? So, the, the idea is, like, we should take care of these people and help them because they're so vulnerable. Like, uh, that was the message of the movie to me, not like, you know, yeah. Kill all blacks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. But, like, the... The Gotham City set in the early 80s, it was just like a total rundown shithole and it was very, very depressing every scene that was in the city because you, you're like, you know, there's trash everywhere, there's graffiti everywhere, it's just kind of like dark and <laughs> depressing and it's like, there are cities like that in America and I don't know if that's what they were getting at about the far right thing that like people think these sort of cities suck, I don't know. But yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well... It's like I mean, it's well, modelled after it's modelled after New York, so you know. Yeah, yeah, like it does look like certain parts of New York with the like the shitty subways and stuff like that. Some of the subway lines in New York are just disgusting, awful, just yeah, gross. Um, but yeah, no, it was a very, very, very good movie. Not at all political. Yeah. I, I don't look, know why. I they... look forward to it. Joaquin Phoenix is a really good actor, so he is. He is. That'd be good. Yes, he was. He was um, fantastic. God yes. may have give like when he was born. God may have taken part of his palate. But they gave him an excellent acting ability in return. That's right. <laughs> okay, bro. <laughs> He's got a cleft palate, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. Do you want to yeah. take us out with uh, Brad's Power Rankings? Yeah, Everyone's sure. second favourite segment. Brad's Power Rankings. <sighs> All right. So, boys, this week. I was inspired by Mexico. I really yeah. was. Okay. Um, so, my power rankings this week. Top five best top, beheadings. Top five oh. things I'd rather do than live in Mexico. <laughs> 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 so, we will be starting at five and working our way to number one. Um, they're all terrible, so there's no real order here, but I still just put five. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, number five. <laughs> waterboarding. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Jesus. The best thing about waterboarding is that you know it'll end. They'll run out of water or you'll drown. The worst thing about Mexico is you know it'll be there in the morning. Uh-huh. Number four, swim cageless with sharks. Oh, God. The best part about swimming cageless with sharks is that they're only in the ocean. The worst thing about Mexico is the gangs are everywhere, not just the ocean. Number three, I like to call this blacked. Oh, God. Um, so I went to Urban Dictionary. Oh, Jesus. No. Just for anyone who didn't know. <laughs> blacked is when a white female is pleased through hardcore sex with a black or mixed male and is barely able to stand afterwards. That's straight off Urban Dictionary. So, anyway. The best thing about being black is that there's usually less than five of them. Oh. Jesus. The worst part about Mexico is that there's thousands of gangsters looking to kill you for any number of arbitrary reasons. <laughs> number two. This is atrocious. Marry and father children with a relative. <laughs> the best part about marrying and fathering a child with a relative is, well, I guess you got laid. <laughs> um... The, the worst part about Mexico is that you get fucked daily by the government, cartels, and even little kids are actually just child soldiers trying to get in with a cartel. 
Oh, shit. What's number one going to be? It's going to be bad. Number one. Oh, God. Drag my balls through a mile of broken glass. <laughs> the best thing about dragging your balls through a mile of broken glass is that it's only a mile. Oh, the worst thing about Mexico is that there's 761,610 square miles of it. Those are my power rankings. I don't love you, Mexico. I'm sorry. Anyone who's living there, living an innocent life, get the fuck out. Um, you're going to die. Oh, God. <laughs> you want to die. Atrocious yeah. as always. <laughs> could you imagine Could you imagine being killed by, like, a nine-year-old in a gang oh, initiation? What a way to go. That'd be awful. And then your crip walks on your corpse. How did your brother die? Oh, yeah, this, uh, this nine-year-old... Rolled up on him and shot him. Yeah, you know, to join Jose, a gang. Yeah, you know Jose down the street, the nine-year-old? Yeah, he capped him. That's what playing but, Fortnite you know, feels like, by the way. Good news, he's a Sicario <laughs> now. Just getting wrecked by nine-year-olds. Do a drive-by on a tricycle or something. Uh, fucking hell. What a way to go. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, like 35,000 plus murders in 2018. I'm, yeah, not, I'm not exaggerating I think- here. Like, that's just reported murders. It's, it's just not a great place to live. I think all the... It's the most dangerous places are South and Central America, aren't they? Mm. Well, Brazil's like, up know, there, yeah, Venezuela. I think Honduras and El Salvador Honduras, are actually El Salvador, the worst. Yeah. yeah, but that's like a per capita thing, not a sheer numbers. Yeah, thing. I think the value. Oh, yeah, of, sheer yeah. numbers. I think is Brazil. Yeah, I think the yeah, value Brazil, of Mexico. human life is uh, considerably lower there than it is in the Western world. Yeah, it's like fifty bucks or something to cap it. <laughs> <laughs> unless, you, like I said, unless you're blooding in, in which case it's free. So, do you reckon they take volunteers for that? They're like. Oh, we need. We've got this kid that wants to join. He's like, yeah. Well, I mean, I got this uncle who I fucking hate. Why don't we just marry the two? You know, like oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Instead of paying for you to kill my uncle, you can kill him as part of the initiation. You know, two birds, one stone. On that cheery note, thank you everyone for listening. <laughs> this has been Brad as a bad person. We appreciate uh, your listenership. We hope you keep listening in the future. Uh, and if you'd like to do so, you can head over to our website, bradisabadperson.com. There's a list of everywhere you can subscribe to us. SoundCloud, iTunes, fucking Spotify, all that <laughs> shit. Uh, you'll also uh. find links to our social media, <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit. There's all our archive of all our old episodes there. Uh, if you'd like to help support us, you can head over to paypal.me slash person, buy us a beer, or, uh, you know, sponsor an episode if you like, force us to talk about whatever you want us to talk about, really. Uh, you know, suggest us a topic. Um, otherwise, you can head over to our iTunes page, rate and review us, which really helps us out. Give us, you know, five stars if you think we deserve it, which I think we do. But, you know, it's up to you. It's up to you. I'm not forcing your hand. Do it or we'll fucking skin you. That's right. Cut your face off. (laughs) Do you like your face? (laughs) And uh, (laughs) most importantly, tell your friends. Share our episodes with your friends. Maybe someone who's thinking about joining a gang and you're trying to talk them out of it. Send them this episode and they'll, they'll see how horrific it is. Unless it's the Gucci gang. I can join the Gucci. Everybody scream for West Jet. Lil Pong still stuck that meth. Put it on wrist, sipping on tape. Fuck a little bitch, make a pussy wet. Gucci gang, 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 Gucci gang. Spread their rats on new chain.